Hello and welcome to the Green Sunrise Podcast. If you're looking for a fun, upbeat place to hang out, well, you pick the right place. So pull up a chair, relax, and listen. Maybe meet some new people. You might even learn a thing or two about life. But watch out, or you just might get hit with some vegan sticks. And now, the host of the Green Sunrise Podcast, here is Paul Charlie Boy Quinn. Hey there, my little TV license refusers, my little TV license virgins. I hope you've not paid your council tax this week, but you've made like one payment in the last two months. I hope that you've paid 20% of what you actually owe to the world. There's rumours kicking about it's not 20% that you're getting charged, actually. It's 5%. I don't know. I don't know what you want to make of that. 5%, 20%, 25%. How much percentage are you putting into your life? This is Green Sunrise Podcast. Today we're going to talk about EUPD. What is EUPD? How do people find out that they've got it? Who does it affect? How many medical professionals do you need to speak to to get someone to actually diagnose it? There's a difference between male and female. Obviously, there's always going to be differences between male and female. Uh, Well, even in this world that we live in, they try to make us all the same, don't they? They try to just, I don't know, non-label a label. But with this EUPD, which I'm going to... Now, the podcast is going to be about my research into EUPD. So please don't strike me off for giving out wrong information. All the information, all the information I'm giving you is from people that I've spoke to and from people's own opinions, people who are actually dealing with it, people, other people who have researched it, right? I'm going to give you, give you all the information I've taken from that because my first, this is, this will be episode... Episode 80, right? And I, I think I've told people that I'm going to the Green Room Glasgow, which is going to happen. I just need to book it in, right? But it's def- definitely happening. So the Green Room Glasgow is a podcast studio in Glasgow. And I think I said in my last podcast, the guy's name is Paul, which is, which is good, because my name's also Paul. If you've never listened to any of my podcasts in the past, please go back to the very beginning and go go through them. Just go through a few, right? Try and get the gist of what I'm all about. Because you, but you've got to remember, this is just the start of where I'm going in this world, especially when I'm going to live forever. <laughs> now... I have uh, in the past, uh, this in the past episode, I was talking about eating raw onions. I'm still eating raw onions. I love my raw onions, and it's true what they say about eating raw onions. The taste doesn't change, but it just gets better. Your body is, I suppose, eating onions in the best description I can give it. It's like drinking a pint of Guinness, right? When you first drink your first pint of Guinness, you don't really enjoy it, let's be honest. No alcoholic drink will you ever enjoy. Not really. Uh, not not when you first start doing it, right? Uh, but then the taste is there, and, and then, yeah, it's, it's like you... It, be, it becomes... Sorry, it's okay. 
Not bad. It's not, not bad. Not brilliant. It's never going to be brilliant. Anybody tells you that alcoholic drinks or anything like that is brilliant. It's not. It's not. None of it is brilliant. It's just uh, gets, it loosens up your your inhibitions. That's, that's why people do it, man. Loosens up, loosens up their inhibitions just so they can go and have a good time, right? But with onions, I spoke about all the, the benefits, right? So that's so good. I can actually feel my skin getting better. And I can also feel my hair getting better. And my and, and just the way that I smile is just better. And that reminds me, I need to book into the dentist. Uh, I'm getting composite filling in. I think I spoke about that in the last episode. We'll get that done as well, guys. We'll get that done. We'll get the dentist done as well. Uh, 14 hits so far on the last episode, episode 79, which is not bad. 14 people have listened to it. I don't know if they've listened to the whole thing. I, I hope that you listen to my whole podcast. I'm Because... Ho- because surely you'll get wee James with it. And I'm hoping that this one will also give you James. <clears throat> uh, what is EP- EUPD? Right? So we're going to talk about that today. What is EUPD? And all the research into it. So if you hear me flicking about with paper, it's because I'm going through my, my notes, right? Uh, and there's a wee, there's a wee test... At the end of that, but I don't, I don't think I'll go through that. Yeah, just, just one person's thing on it, right? Uh, so, seventy-one percent of people who have or diagnosed with EUPD uh, is just and I'm, one way. This is going to just throw out stats, so there is no rhyme or reason. But seventy-one percent diagnosed with EUPD have experienced childhood trauma. EUPD, emotionally unstable personal personality disorder, right? Uh, so it's part of the, it's part of different different things when it comes to it. People living with EUPD, being diagnosed with EUPD, uh, what people say about EUPD. If you're looking to understand what it is, it's it's when you turn off from the world. It it literally is you turning off from the world, right? And you don't know what's happening. You can't you can't understand it. You you push people away. Uh, you you may argue with doctors. One in one one in a hundred people have EUPD. Seventy five percent of those are women. Uh, in two thousand seventeen, eighty four percent of NHS trust providers, a specialist uh, PD service, right. One, one and as many, I think it's one in eight. Let me see this actually. It's terrible when you can't read your own notes, isn't it? Frustration from professionals. Uh, can be a reasonable response. You can struggle to engage. You can actively sabotage support. That's how it would feel. Uh, it can be difficult to connect with your emotions. Uh, people might ask you, where, where, where does it come from? Why are the responding, why are why are they responding like this? Feeling empty and numb, right? So, 
you're, you may be scared of losing people. Your intense friendships and relationships are, are going to be a thing. You may, you may like, sh- go shopping binges. You may, you may relocate suddenly. You may have a sudden career move and you want to completely change things. This is how you're feeling. You definitely change a sense of who you are. And you don't know what you want. Your bad days of feeling numb, feeling spaced out. You may be crying in the morning and you may be singing, singing at night. You'll be angry with yourself. You will blame yourself. This self-criticism will be a completely new ball game. You you will talking about the the ending relationships, right? You you may just end a relationship, a loving, fitting, beautiful relationship, which makes you happy or how you how you're feeling has made you happy but you believe that they can't get it and you have to you have to leave them you have to you have to tell them to go away there was one thing that, that bothered me when I, when I was doing my Research, it never bothered me. So that's the wrong word to use. But I get, I get kind of upset because I was getting upset at the fact that I was listening to this woman. And I just typed in in Spotify, right? And I just typed in to this what just Spotify. What is EUPD? And, and this, this, it was like f- three hours, three or four hours podcast came up, right? No, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but. I listened to the start of it, and it was just this woman crying, crying on the podcast. The, she was so angry with the world. She was angry that people were taking advantage of her good nature. That seemed to be the common common theme of the podcast. She was so angry at people just not getting it. She was falling out with, like I've said before, health professionals. She was being spoken down to by medical professionals. And this seems to be really horrific stuff for people to, to deal with, right? The the, the suicide, uh, I think it was people, like one in eight or one in ten people but who deal with us, who live with the EUPD, have suicidal thoughts or they have actually attempted suicide. I'm looking at uh, Mind, uh, which is a online internet service and a web page and describing some of the the, the problems is that come with with EUPD. So it describes the problems you experience if you are emotionally unstable, anxiety ridden and have a pattern or self destructive behaviour. Uh, if you have EPUD EUPD, sorry. You may get into borderline psychotic condition where you experience extreme doubt in yourself and others. You cycle rapidly between moods and may move from despair to euphoria in a very short time. It's common for you to feel extremely bad and to do the f- and to feel a great deal of shame if you have these problems. But you are definitely not alone, right? And there are specialised treatments for EUPD. Now, this is about I'm looking to get right. I'm looking for 
the the treatments and look into see what this is all about. Now everybody's just different. I don't understand that completely. There's also a lot that you can do on your own uh, to feel better. Uh, so when you have EUPD, it's very difficult for you to manage feelings of abandonment, anxiety, or anger. And it is a common for you to harm yourself in various ways. So self-harm is also massive when dealing with this. Uh, so either physically or mentally, your self-confidence uh, may, may be okay at times, sometimes, but only to plunge into deep self-hatred the next minute. Many people with EUPD describe a feeling of emptiness and identity problems. So if you have EUP, EU, EUPD, you may have difficulty trusting and feeling secure in close relationships. And you may frequently swing between admiration for people closest to you uh, at one minute and contempt for them at the next. This can make it difficult to maintain relationships in the long term. It's common for you to self-medicate with drugs or alcohol and or to develop eating disorders or engage in self-harm. So these are the common things that people do to self-medicate. How do I know that I have EUPD? According to the criteria, you should have at least five of the following symptoms. An intense fear of abandonment, a recurring feeling of emptiness, a confused or unstable self-image, sharp fluctuation between different moods, Sorry, that I'll start that again. Sharp fluctuation between different moods, strong irritation, fear or depression that may last f from a few hours to a few days at the most. Uh, stormy relationships that swing between intense admiration and, and extreme contempt. Intense heated anger that is disproportionate. Sorry, say again. Dis approaching it or whatever triggers it Strong that word. short lasting excessively suspicious ideas or temporary feelings of detachment from reality impulsiveness that leads to abuse of drugs sex food or money for example you harm yourself you have suicidal thoughts you talk about or plan to take your life. Even if you feel these symptoms apply to you, it's certain it's not certain that you have EUPD. You need a professional evaluation to find out whether you have EUPD. It's important to rule out other causes for your symptoms, which is one thing that I need to say is because all these things that I've I've pointed out, this does not mean that you have EUPD. You may have all of those and still not have EUPD. Do you know what I'm saying? So you really need to be diagnosed by a medical professional, by your doctors, and yeah, because everything I've just described there, even though I couldn't uh, pronounce a certain word, Let's try that again. Let's try that word again. Intense heated anger that is disproportionate proportionate to whatever triggers. <laughs> Didn't you get that way? I'm not being funny, right? I'm not a. Uh, I'm not uh, having a laugh at this serious issue because that's is a serious issue. But sometimes you can't say a certain word. Uh, you really need to disproportionate. Disproportionate. <laughs> you need to get this guy. So we're going to start that again. Intense, right? Heated anger. That is disproportionate to whatever triggers it. Disproportionate. 
So, I still don't know what it's called. Uh, so, what does the cause, right? Let's go back to what does the cause. And again, please, guys, I'm just reading this from the research that I'm doing that I've done the last week or two, right? So, what is the cause? Many people with borderline have an extremely traumatic or chaotic childhood. Uh, some have been abused, uh, but you may have EUPD even if you had a secure childhood without any clear traumas, which which is which is important, right? It's important because the guy that I'm dealing with, or the guy that's coming on in the podcast, I don't believe he's ever had he's ever had any serious or, uh, serious childhood trauma. Uh, but I could be wrong. He he may say, tell me something that, that attaches itself to that. But these are just some of the things that that can be the cause of it. <laughs> What sort of help uh, can you receive? If you have EUPD, you may receive treatment in the form of group or individual psychotherapy. Uh, there are several forms forms of therapy uh, that have been proven to be effective for EUPD. Dialectical behaviour therapy, DPD, uh, Mentalization-based therapy, which is MBT, and schema therapy are some examples. You may also receive treatment through medication. Uh, you have the right to receive information about existing treatment alternatives, which I would always would always ask for if, if I was in your in your shoes, and to have the chance to actively. Uh, participate in your treatment it's important it's important for you to be motivated and to feel trust in your therapist that's a big word as well trust 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 has to be earned by everybody in this planet and that's the same for your medical professionals trust is a big word by the way so that has to happen. If you have sought professional help in the past but didn't think that it worked, don't give up. Seek help again. Research has shown that the type of therapy is not what determines whether a treatment is effective. Rather, it is the trust you have developed in your therapist. It often gets better. It's not uncommon for you to have other diagnoses in addition to EUPD, such as ADHD or bipolar disorder. Uh, as with the other diagnoses, uh, life uh, often improves over time as you understand yourself better and can explain. So that was just from part of my research. Uh, one one thing that I did, well, I, one thing I've picked up on is it's the lack of trust in pe- other people, right? Uh, I was looking on party and there was this one girl, called, her name was Jasmine. She said, when struggling to explain myself to others, I was told that it was all made up. Uh, that that this was all a made-up thing in my head and that I shouldn't be trusted. So if somebody was to, to actually say that to you when you're dealing with this, it's only going to add to the anger. The anger is going to be through the roof. Now, I'm going to go to my Facebook because I, I put out a post and I was I said to people that I'm going to be doing an episode on EUPD, if anybody uh, had any any thoughts or any experience with that, uh, could you let me know? And if, if there's anything that I could learn from, I would be totally grateful for. 
So I'm going to give just go through my posts, go through my go through my stuff, uh, and just see what's, what's happened because there was a lot of there was one girl uh, who's part of part definitely part of a uh, Green Sunrise, massive part of Green Sunrise, and uh, I just put out on it. Right, so let's just see the comments. Let's just see the because there was a lot of there was forty six comments. Now just half that because most of them would be me me replying. So let me just see the comments. Right. Uh, just pause that there. Just pause that there. Okay. Right. Okay. So. <clears throat> uh, let's just look at this. The comments. So, Claire. Sturgis, uh on my Facebook, uh, she said that she'd done a huge amount of research around EUPD and BPD. BPD was the other thing. Uh, if you, if she wanted, to, if you even want to chat about it, I said yes. Let's talk about it. She spent, so she spent a huge amount of time getting through all the stigma and misconceptions. Symptoms are very different for men as they are to women as well, which I was finding this out as well. So for people with EUPD, BPD, uh, there is very little easily accessible treatment out there. But there are uh, DPD, uh, sorry, DPT workbooks they can get, that you can get, and they are inexpensive on Amazon. And the treatment out there tends to only manage symptoms and not target uh, the root cause. So neurofeedback is uh, is actually supposed to be the most effective to target the root. Uh, there's more to it than that. She says uh, it's not just about people going through it. It's also partners, family members, exes, etc. of people with EUPD, BPD. Uh, they have they have been through a huge amount of trauma, so compassion and empathy needs to be given to them as well. Uh, many partners of someone with BP, BPD or EUPD end up with CPTSD, uh, so it's a knock-on effect. It's very complex, uh, not just disassociation, which is another thing that I need which is that, that I'm trying to point out, uh, not just disassociation, they also can go into uh, a psychosis in some cases and distort their memories to protect themselves from being unable to regulate emotions such as guilt and shame. And as Vet she said, it's also... Because I, I was thanking her by this point, I said, "Look, thanks, thank you so much for the information." She said, "It's very hard to list how it is for someone." Now, this is the, this is what may blow your mind from this, right? It's very hard to list uh, how it's how it is for some someone with EUPD and BPD, right? There are two hundred and fifty-six different combinations on how it can display in someone. When you're describing only very slight scratches, the surface. So, you, you say that the yeah, mental health team at social services won't go near anyone. So, obviously, this is based on a, a live comment that I've said. Uh, she said, yeah, mental health team and social services won't go near anyone with UPD or BPD as they believe it to be a behavioural issue. This blew my mind. This completely blew my mind because somebody's dealing with something, right? You, you just expect to go to the doctor and, and they can fix it or they can find an expert to fix it. This is another thing then about the... I won't blame the NHS, I won't blame... Because I believe that they're totally understaffed and I believe that they're totally for for certain things. And I don't mean that for everyone, because there's so many good people in the NHS and and, and people out there who, who just care 
and they're they're doing it because they they have to from their heart and the fact they need a job. Uh, I've got also got another person who's, who's dealing with it. She's she she was diagnosed with it four years ago. She still learned to live with it. I'm glad there's people willing to talk about it. So I've got lots of people to connect with on that. The one in 100 is scary, right? It's really scary. The so for the amount of stats that people can give about EUPD, there's nothing there's nothing more I can say on the stats apart from the fact that there's I don't think there's that many people aware of this condition or this this diagnosis that people are having, right? What we'll see is people who are who are dealing with EUPD, their one of their main concerns, one one of their main uh, upsets is probably the best way to describe it, is that people don't give them uh, respect. They don't, they don't give them the the appropriate time. They don't give them give them ways to to be themselves. I think there's there's a massive stigma. Yeah, I'm getting that massive stigma surrounding it. There's a massive stigma surrounding anything mental health wise, right? Now we know that in the last. Day, in fact, just do during this podcast, I was looking at ways on on how to support someone with with this to support someone with BPD or EUPD, right? Now, this was from a website. If you want to find out any more information, you can read more because there's so much on this website. It's uh, EUPD uh, com, right? It says Journey from the Borderline is what it's called, right? It's, it's what the heading is. Uh, and it's, it's a picture. It's a picture of someone's hand coming out of the water saying help, right? And you get the back... Backdrop, which is the sky, beautiful sky, the clouds in the backdrop, and it's just it's just the sea, and this one hand coming out of the sea, and the hand is is help on the hand in red, which is the warning color, right? This will definitely be be so. We Green Sunrise podcast is is growing arms and legs, and, and thanks to the people who have who are part of Green Sunrise, because once you enter Green Sunrise, you are Green Sunrise, and they've helped me so much. So one of the, there's a few people that have helped me recently. Will, Will has helped me, and Gemma helped me so much in creating the new part of Green Sunrise. Uh, I've created a new badge, and but this thing kept coming up with the hands for the new badge, right? So the badge is like the mic in the middle of the mic of the of the, the center of a circle, and there's seven hands, seven different colored hands. Is my new Green Sunrise logo right or badge? Let's call it a badge. I think it's a badge. Let's call it the badge of the Green Sunrise podcast honor, right? But each hand is a color, seven colors, and I think it's this. How many colors of the rainbow, Alexa? How many colours of the rainbow are there? Seven, there you go. There you go. Yep. 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 So, 
these are the colors. Well, I don't, I don't know about the indigo violet, but these are the colors that are on the hands of the new Green Sunrise podcast uh, badge, the badge of honor, right? And in that last wee while, right? Uh, I just, I'm just going to just put my Twitter account. In this last wee while, uh, reverse, reverse, get back. So, uh, talking about the call of the hands, right? So every hand talks about, on my Instagram, actually, come on, go go fly right over to Instagram, every color of the hand represents something that I will cover in Green Sunrise, right? And I may say, well, this episode is a red hand and a green hand because I'm going to cover that. So I'm hoping that I get every hand in it and involved, right? So, but the red hand, so if I was going to attach anything to, to, we'll pop that. Turn the volume down. That's actually, that's what happens, one of the rhythms. One rhythm is a dancer. So in the red, in the red one, Red hand would be danger, urgency, and passion, right? Now, there are many different accolades and descriptions that I can give you for each color, but that's what I've got for red, right? And if I can go to the next one, a green is abundance, right? Uh, With nature and growth. Orange would would be warmth, warning, and energy. You've got pink, which be femininity, compassion, and tenderness. You've got yellow, or gold, white gold, positivity, creativity, and happiness. I think that's all we call it. We've got got blue as well. Which is calmness. Let's let's actually just look at the the blue one, actually. I've started to do that in my Instagram. I'll do it. But tranquility, calmness, and I forget what the other one was. I need to write it down. But anyway, back to when I was doing this. So, so EUPD, right? So I've just signed up for, which you can also get through me if you want to do courses. Uh, I've I've signed up for a course with the Centre of Excellence. Uh, I've done a life coaching uh, diploma with them. I'm now going to be doing a diploma for a D. BT, right? Dialectical Behaviour Therapy. So I'm just in, I'm just about to start my 15 modules for that, which will be another an accredited uh, coursework. And this is, so when I was, how to support it, they were saying that one of the ways to support it is, uh, let's go to the next one. So eight, so let's go straight to the, the positives, or positives, right, and the way to, to help people, right? Uh, DPT is one way, one therapy that that you can take on, which I'm going to do. I'm going to start that coursework uh, tomorrow, if not some some of it tonight. Uh, I'm going to see how quickly I can. Not not quickly. I'm going to take my time on it because I, I really need to take my time when I when I study. Uh, if I don't take my time, because I just don't get it. Uh, it's the life, man. You got you got to take your time. But at the same time, let's get it done. Let's get stuff done, right? So anyway, uh, one thing I would say about EUPD, it won't last forever, right? And I know that seems very... This, this is another thing, and this is a warning, right? Because if you were to tell somebody who's got EUPD, but I was talking about it, it's like a throwaway comment, right? But the reason it won't last forever is because 
of the, these emotions go up and down. They they are going up and down, and I I believe that your brain and your your thing, your your mentality would get used to it, right? Would get used to it, and you you would create new coping mechanisms. But try, don't don't get me wrong. You you would need to work hard for it not to last. And again, don't quote me. I'm just reading what I can what I've read from other people who have dealt with it. Uh, there's a, a girl, uh, off of me, me thirty first this year. Uh, there's a girl called Jo, uh, J O. She said this won't last forever. They say I know it's true. I just like to feel like it won't happen again to me too. too. So she says that, and that's that can only be, that can only be hope from from somebody to have to deal with it. Right, so let's just see. Let's go to the. This was an article in the same same website. Eight positives of BPD and EUPD. Uh, and I'm going to just quickly go through it because I know you you're probably bored listening to it. But if you're if you are dealing with uh, BPD or EUPD, then this will help you. I'm hoping that this will help you. And please, please be known. Please know this. You are not alone. Right, please. I need you to reach out to Green Sunrise or anybody that's attached or anybody that you trust. Please reach out and we'll work on it. Right, we can work on it. Uh, I had been in the medical, the mental health system for many years before I eventually got given what is now my primary diagnosis. It came as a mixed blessing. I finally had an explanation for all my symptoms, which included not having a true sense of identity or knowing who I really was. Irrational, severe anger and self-destructive behaviours such as self-harm. However, uh, the label I was given to my account, to it, sorry, to account for it all came with its own set of problems. I was told I had borderline personality disorder or BPD, also known as emotionally unstable personality disorder. Unfortunately, BPD is one of the most stigmatized mental health conditions out there. Thanks partly to media stereotyping typing, uh, with films such as the infamous Fatal Attraction, Casting sufferers as crazy, crazed bunny boilers and partly to older clinical and academic attitudes that saw BPD as being on the borderline of neurosis and psychosis and fuss somehow untreatable. Those of us with the diagnosis face an uphill struggle to get to, to get taken seriously. I I need to I had to sit sit back there and take that in. I'm I'm it's becoming I'm becoming more aware. And I thought I thought I know what I know but right, I'll get it, I get it, I get it. I don't get it, I still didn't get it. I was like that to my friend Bob, I was like, but Bob He he thanked me for, for just looking at it. He's just I'm I'm and I, I thought I totally get it. I mean just thanking me for looking at it. It made no sense when I first started thinking about it. I was, I mean, I'm just, I'm just looking at it, mate. But now that he's, he's like, he just hopes that I can get an understanding. I've never known a guy like Bob. Honestly, I've never known a guy like Bob. He's off the charts, amazing. He's off the charts, off his fucking nut. Pardon's the French. But he's off the charts, amazing. Such a, such a... He just knows stuff. <laughs> it's like, I think I've spoken, so I've spoken about this. Get a room. I spoke about this guy so much, but I love the guy, right? And he's he's learned he's learned so much in his life, and, I, and I'm learning every day. If you if you're not learning every day, you're, you're not green sunrise, baby. But you are learning every day. Anyway, I'm taking on a course in a DBT, and I've just signed up for it. 
Um, let's do another 10 minutes, then we'll finish it off. Right, another 10, 15 minutes, we'll finish it off. Right, so... Let's, let's start the course together. Let's start the course right now, okay? Uh, I believe that I need to do this. This has cost me a bit of money, but I don't care. I'll put it in this. You've got to do this kind of things. If you want to get better, sometimes you need to put money in your pocket. So let's just see. Uh, your, your hand in your pocket. Should I say welcome to the start of your learning? Now, I've, I've been through this. It just tells you how you learn. I'm a super learner, by the way. Oh, by the way, I passed the test on the super learner course. But let's just run through what it's got to see here, right? Okay. Let's give you brief. What is DPD and we the introduction, right? So the introduction is here, right? Uh, dialectical. So I'm going to do this is the the course. What I'm going to do that hopefully can help others. So I will be. I will be uh, acknowledged for this, or I will have the the certification where I can give people uh, DBT and hopefully, no, I don't not know nothing hopeful about it. I will be able to help people with this. So dialectical behavior therapy, right? Uh, eases depression, anxiety, stress, inner chaos, moodiness, impulsiveness, self-destructiveness, and improves relationships. Oh my God. Jim, uh, my, James Lamas, man, you're up. Anyway, I'm hoping this will help for me. Then this is going to help me. This will help me. Then this will help everybody, right? This is going to help everybody. If it doesn't help everybody, what we're doing here? What we're doing? It is a comprehensive, modular, multi-diagnostic treatment plan, which was initially used to treat those with borderline personality disorder. A BPD. It is also used in treating substance abuse, depression, PTSD, and eating disorders. It consists of four skills. Mindfulness skills, interpersonal effectiveness skills, emotion regulation skills, and distress tolerance skills. DBT is effective with adults and adolescents, in fact, the skills learned in DBT are skills uh, we use every day. And since none of us uses them particularly, uh, sorry, perfectly all the time, all of us could benefit from DBT 100%. Therapists that, that learn DBT, particularly the mindfulness skills, have reported an increase in their overall life satisfaction. This powerful and comprehensive DPT course will teach you how to manage your feelings and thoughts so that you can meet challenges effectively. The course takes you from a complete beginner in DBT right through to practitioner level. In spite of its name, dialectical behavioral therapy actually uses cognitive therapy, behavioral therapy, and mindfulness practices. Throughout the course, you will learn how to use DPT as a means of easing your own suffering. These techniques can be applied for an existing wellness or therapy program. While many resources were used, much of the information in this course comes from the work of Marsha Linehan. Uh, PhD. So the module one is the DPT overview, right? So let's go. Let's let's see how far we can get to. Uh, do you know, let's go. Let's see how far we can get to uh, on my course. I've started that. So I've started the course already. Let's see how far we can get to the next lesson. What is DPT, right? Or the the module. So module one, the DPT overview. In module one, you'll learn some of the facts of DPT, what it is, how and why it was developed and how it is used. You'll come away with a better understanding of how you can benefit from learning DPT skills. Module two is a biosocial theory and new emotion uh, dice regulation develops. Uh, so the module two explains some of the causes that your primary reasons for emotional suffering and ineffective behavior. Emotion 
this regulation is explained as well as some physical reasons why we may be vulnerable to to emotion dysregulation. Module 3 is the, the rationale for DBT structure, which explains... So what I'll do is I'll give you in the third, first three, right? But then I'm going to, going to start the first one, right? So the third one is rational, the rationale for DBT's structure. Uh, the module three explains the reasons for DBT's modular structure. We also look at the different types of issues DBT can alleviate. This module also discusses the four stages people can go through when learning DBT. So let's go with this one, the first one. What is DBT, right? We have spoke about it, but let's just get from the Centre of Excellence what, what they're saying it is, right? Learning objectives. Uh, after completing this module, you will understand what DBT is and the history of it. And just remember, guys, this is not EUPD, this is DPD. This is one way that people can get help. Uh, they can get through DPT sessions, and this would help people who are suffering with EUPD. So after learning this competition, you understand the, the DBT is and the history of it. Know what it means to be dialectical. Be aware of who that DBT is for. Change, acceptance, emotion, regulation. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is in the self-management bubble. So emotion, regulation, interpersonal effectiveness mindfulness, and distress tolerance. Dialectical behaviour therapy, DPT, is comprehensive, modular, multi-diagnostic treatment plan, uh, which was initially used to treat those with borderline personality disorder. DPT consists of four skills. Mindfulness skills, interpersonal effectiveness skills, emotion regulation skills, and distress tolerance skills. Now, throughout these, throughout the modules, uh, we'll also discuss what it is to walk the middle path. When walking the middle path, when walking the middle path, uh, the path is the way of doing things, right? And DPT, there isn't always a lesser of two evils. In fact, to limit one's choices to two would be counter to DBT teachings. Instead, there are extremes and points in between the extremes. So, to walk the person, uh, to walk the middle path is to find the place in between extremes. All right, okay. So, in spite of its name, dialectical behavioural therapy actually uses cognitive therapy, behavioural therapy and mindfulness practices. DPT is, is most often used to treat BPD, a serious mood disorder characterised by mental instability, erratic behaviour and unstable relationships. It often occurs simultaneously uh, with other conditions such as depression, chemical dependence, anxiety disorders, and eating disorders. Uh, BPD is considered a difficult, uh, a difficult to treat mood disorder. Uh, in addition, those with it are often misdiagnosed, so having trouble finding effective treatment. Those with BPD sometimes thwart the therapeutic efforts of therapists and can make it difficult for therapists to pr provide them with treatment. I can get that, I, get, I do get that. Some people may consider those with BPT to be manipulative and or dishonest. What most often occurs in these situations is, the f is, the f is that the individual with BPT has called upon a, malad a, a maladaptive behavior and has worked in the past to manoeuvre themselves out of out of a painful situation. Typically, those with BPD lack the emotion regulation necessary to plan to manipulate other people. Those, although those with BPD do lie and may do so often, 
this is not necessarily a characteristic of the disorder. Those with BPD often use hyperbole, which can be seen as dishonest technique when describing things or when someone has gone, something has gone wrong in a relationship or situation, they uh, villainize those they once defied. The sort of behavior makes others uncomfortable and because of it, because of its back and forth nature, it tends to destroy credibility. These extremes reactions change in mood and changes in opinion and or point of view reflect a distorted worldview guided by a chaotic emotional state. BBD occurs in about 1% of the population and those who have BBD are more likely than ever than any other group to attempt suicide. Since the development of DBT in the late 1970s by Marsha Linhan, BPHD, it has saved thousands of lives. DBT alleviates suffering and increases life satisfaction. It has proven successful with many other difficult-to-treat conditions. DBT is also used in treating substance abuse, depression, PTSD, and eating disorders, and it is effective with adults and, and adolescents. In fact, the skills learned in DBT are ones we use every day, and since none of us uses them perfectly all the time, we could all benefit from DBT therapists who learn DBT, particularly the mindfulness skills. They have reported an increase in the overall life satisfaction. DBT is a methodical organized system and different skills within DBT are, are meant to stabilize and instruct. Uh, simultaneously, DBT seeks to strike a balance between the target-based agenda managing current crisis and protocol-based ones, learning new ways of doing things. With DBT, the following things are happening at the same time, to a different degree. Ease current emotional and or physical suffering. Provide skills to help you avoid making bad situations worse. Teach skills so that you learn not to create new crisis situations, teach you how to, uh, how to know when and if the situation can be improved, teach you how to seek out and create positive experiences, build, strengthen and maintain effective relationships. It is essential for the skills to be practiced so that it takes about a year to really master DBT. This gives you a long period of time to use the skills in a variety of different situations. You'll be able to practice and access your skills, gain feedback, and build a record of success. DBT is an effective therapy for addressing short-term and long-term concerns. Many seek it out while experiencing through thoughts of suicide, suicidal ideation, or their ability to function is so impaired is so impaired that they face serious consequences. In a crisis situation, it's very important to use the skills to handle the crisis situation and then form new goals as the various serious issues are resolved. Now, I'm going to finish off there uh, and we'll finish off the next time, but it's, it's given me below a descriptive of what the DBT stages are. I'll give you a wee quick run through from them. So we've got crisis modes as your stage one. When your life is in crisis, when your life is in crisis, <clears throat> the skills can be used alone or with guidance of a therapist. Mindfulness skills and emotion regulation skills are used to immediately improve your state of mind. Sometimes when we are very upset, emotional, dysregulated, uh, we can we cannot effectively uh, problem solve a situation. 
emotion regulation skills and mindfulness skills help clear the mind so that issues can be dealt with thoroughly, uh, thoughtfully. Sorry. There are other stages, but we'll finish off there. Uh, guys, thank you for listening to today's podcast. I hope you listen to the next one. I hope you're telling people about it. And if you can support me in any way by joining my link tree and paying a monthly subscription, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. And yes, spread the word of Green Sunrise. If you're struggling with anything, and I mean that, please contact me. You'll know how to find me. I'm everywhere. On my socials, I'm everywhere. Contact me and let's get going. Green Sunrise loves you.